The vibes are also good for Team Greece. We continue to follow Giannis, Thanasis, Kostas, not Alex anymore, sadly, and the Greek national team as they get ready for first FIBA World Cup qualifiers and then Eurobasket. Right now participating in the Acropolis tournament, which I, I think technically these are still termed friendlies, but yeah, the teams seem to be taking them pretty seriously. So actually, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili, I know how to say this. I don't know why I stumbled on Mamu's last name because I'm used to saying Mamu. That's why he and Georgia a heated game against Turkey earlier uh, on Wednesday, and then afterward Greece a much less heated game against Poland. So we saw a lot of Bucks in action today, and they will be in action all week. There are games Wednesday that have happened, and Thursday and Friday, every team plays every day in this three days. So we'll we'll give a little preview and talk about what we've seen. But, yeah, friendly, I mean, it's not like there was bad blood, but, uh, but well, again, the Poland game, Poland versus Giannis, it, 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 Poland could not do anything about Giannis. I don't recognize any players on the roster. He just did whatever he wanted. We'll talk about Giannis. But um, the Georgia-Turkey game was intense. Saw Mamu going up against Jedi Osman, Furkan Korkmaz, Elperin Shengun, and some good clips for Mamu, some good moments, really active on the offensive glass, trying for putbacks. Missed a lot of his free throws, which is not ideal. Maybe learning too much from Giannis. Just kidding. Um, but they came up short and lost. Turkey, you know, maybe you're laughing at the players I said, but that's a hell of a trio for this tournament, this format. The Turkish team is legit, even without Ersan Ilyasova. And Georgia, you know, they have another another nice player, but Mamu, one of the best ones. So the fact that they competed in this game said a lot to me about the Georgian team, honestly. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of structure there. Uh it's, it's interesting to see how Mamu sort of fares because we've talked a lot about uh, him over this offseason about like how does he fit with this team? Can he actually succeed with this Bucks team, I should say? Yeah. And getting to see him play against like actual NBA competition, like given uh, it's not as strong as it normally would be. Like, like imagine you're playing a worse version of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it's not, but it's still something. It's good and to see him Shane go Larkin out there too. So yeah, they, they could be if Jalen Green sure. is out, they could be the Rockets. Sure, <laughs> Shane Larkin. Haven't heard that name in a while. Um, but no, it's nice to see him actually do well in these type of competitions, no matter what the competition level actually is. But just to see him go out there and perform really well for this team, uh, in whatever capacity, whatever role, whether it's an increased role, whether it's more of a uh, like a featured role, I should say, or more as a role player. It's just, it's good to see him progressing. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they, uh, Amamu fares in this tournament. Is he going to play all three games? Is he only going to play two? Was this his only game? Uh, we'll touch on that in a little bit about Team Greece. But I think, I think teams are going to take it a little easier considering these are the warmups for international, like actual international competition. That's what the, that's what the Acropolis tournament sort of so- serves as. It is a warm-up. It is, allows you to get up to competition speed so that you can perform at the highest level for the games that matter, whether it's World Cup qualifiers, whether it's Eurobasket, whether it's uh, whatever competition it may be. This is what the tournament serves as. It's just it's a good warm-up. So uh, what do you think? Do you think Mamu plays all three? I think he plays at least two. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording about this. It's just an odd situation, Um, and I think maybe less odd for the guys who play over in Europe full-time. Maybe this is more more what they're used to, but certainly for NBA players, you know, there are no three-night-in-a-rows on the schedule. Back-to-backs are lower than ever. I believe the Bucs have 12. We'll get to the full schedule takeaways. I mean, we won't just read every game, but we'll get to our, our reactions, takeaways, analysis, and such in a little bit. Um, but certainly there's no, you know, three games and three nights. It just doesn't happen. So I, I don't know if, you know, I certainly don't think Giannis will play all three. We already saw that he sat out uh, one of the two friendly games against Spain. Although these are all in Greece, he did play the, the game in Greece. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. 
But Mamu, I think being younger, less day-to-day responsibilities with the Bucks, although certainly does play a lot and get a lot of touches on the Wisconsin herd when he's down there. He's still on that two-way deal. I think maybe he plays all three. You know, for them, it's unfortunate for both teams, Greece and Georgia, that they get Poland on the outside of the thing, right? So uh, Greece gets Poland first and Georgia gets Poland. That's their third game. And not to rag unnecessarily on the Polish team, but it's Greece, Turkey, Georgia, Poland. And I think, you know, maybe Poland can, can hang with Georgia. That might be a real game. We'll see. I'll look forward to it. But I think that would be an obvious one for the other teams to skip, given, you know, Turkey and Greece, I think, are the top two teams that are here in the Acropolis tournament. And then the obvious Giannis versus Mamu fun, right? Like everyone wants to see that. Maybe Mamu doesn't. Maybe Mamu does. It's probably a good measuring stick for I him. think Giannis does. Yeah, Giannis does. I mean, that's that's got to be some fun bragging rights, uh, with, you know, with the young guy going forward. But um, it is unfortunate that the Poland game is not the middle game for those teams. Either of those teams I think that'd be good. Um, but I would be a little surprised if they played all, if Giannis played all three. I, I'm kind of 50-50 on Mamu. Yeah, I think there's a chance Mamu does. I'm just, I'm not super familiar with Georgian basketball. Yeah, same. Uh, right there with you. Uh, I know that Greece, especially with the additions of Josh Oppenheimer to the coaching staff, they they're they're taking they're taking Giannis slow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for good for good reason. Also, Bud is just going to like every game. Oh yeah. He's he was watching the uh Turkey Poland game with uh with Greece's uh head coach. The um Turkey Georgia. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. We all have to stay on our toes here, Rohan. There's a lot of a lot of countries we may not be used to watching in international basketball on the scene right now, but it's kind of fun, honestly. No, it is. It's it's types of environments you don't get to see very often. Uh, it's a lot of players you don't get to see, a lot of styles you don't get to see very often. So it is. I do appreciate this. It is very good, especially how with how much of a grind the NBA season is, as we will get into later. But it no, I I really really enjoy watching these international basketball competitions. Uh, but yeah, Bud Bud's living it up in Greece, man. He he looks so like happy. he's having a good time. So happy for our guy. Yeah, he looks he looks way less stressed. Maybe that's just off season Bud. Yeah, but it's just like he looks much more at peace, and it's like hell hell yeah, man, go Bud. He's doing puzzles. He's watching tape, and he's going to Greece to hang out with with Bucks players and other coaches. That seems like a dream life for for Bud. I love that he just goes and hangs out with the other coach too. Like yeah. I don't know if there's any pre-existing relationship there. Uh, it seems unlikely, but just Bud watching the game with the Greek national team head coach uh, with the, one of his players is in. It's just it's just so it's so on brand. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, he had he did an interview over there. I didn't get to see it, but I can just imagine like. What if he learned Greek, but he still just starts every answer with "Yeah, no." Yeah, no. And then perfect. Greek <laughs> hey, but, from there. hey, bud, how's uh, how's your vacation going? What's what's been your favorite part of visiting Greece? Yeah, no. You know, there's a lot of good <laughs> spots here. Credit to credit to the other countries. You know, they they give a lot of uh, they have a lot of good offerings, a lot of good destinations. But uh, so credit to them first and foremost. Yeah, but credit, uh, Greece. Credit, credit to uh, you know my passport. Uh, I just want to get better at vacationing every single day, and that's that. Uh, should we talk about the the Greek team now? Sure, let's do it. So again, like Giannis, really just dominant here. Well, we saw the same against Spain. I'll be really interested to see. Hopefully, he plays at least one other game, either whether it's versus Mamu in Georgia or Turkey, which I think Greece Turkey is shaping up to be the best game of the uh, the Acropolis tournament, and that will be the last day of the tournament. So some drama and intrigue there. But Giannis, 24 points. And I think what's fun about it for me is pretty eh, just decent in one area. But some interesting efficiency. Giannis was getting hacked. Like Poland really just had no other way to guard him. Shoots 10 nine, fouls drawn. 10 fouls drawn, 19 attempted free throws. 12 for 19, which is like 63%. Pretty, pretty it's, You know, it's a, it's a different ball. Yeah. <laughs> Come you know, on, we'd like, to, we'd like to see a better number, but two for four on threes, and he's been shooting them uh, over in Europe so far. A little bit shorter line, and most of his shots are coming 
from the outside, the the top of the arc. I, I think actually the corners are roughly the same. Or no, I think it, what it is, no, they're not. They're still shorter. They're the same distance from out of bounds, but I think the court is just narrower. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all of his threes have been above the break because we know where Giannis likes to start with the ball. Yeah, because he doesn't fit in the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, when do you see big guys shooting from the corner? You don't. They don't fit. I guess if you count PJ. I think just Cat, probably not that much. Not too much. Usually he likes wing threes. Yeah, usually big guys who shoot threes pick and pop out to the perimeter. But Giannis, it's just like he's got the ball out there. And if you build the barrier too Thank far you. away, he's just he's just shooting like crazy. Which I think, I mean, four in a game, uh, this is a weird game. He played like 23 minutes. Not it's that not outrageous. Off. Not not that from far far off from what we would see in the NBA, especially in you know a, a, an average game, right? Not like a yeah. closing playoff game. Yeah, for sure. It's it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's just good to see him consistently shooting a solid clip. Yeah, uh, especially like in this game, like in international game, European game. There's it's much more crowded. Uh, there's not as good spacing. So Giannis is like, okay, I guess I have to compensate a little more by shooting a little more. Uh, so it's it's nothing nothing outrageous. I wouldn't draw a lot from this. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I do agree with your point that just to see him continue to shoot at what's basically his average baseline for attempts now is encouraging. That's what you want. Like I don't know if it's helpful if he goes there and takes 10 threes a game. I, I don't know if that's going to help. But just continue to... You know, very boxy and thing, right? Build good habits, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, just got to gotta get better every day. <laughs> that's that's all you can do. Um, kind of disappointing lack of Thanasis so far overall. There's no, here. they're saving my guy. They're they saving might be him. saving your guy from getting like banned from the tournament for nah. just too much. He had four fouls in nine minutes. He's building, That's my guy. He's, he's just expanding his legacy. Made both of his shots, four fouls, one go. assist, one rebound, one steal. Just an incredibly thin assist line. It's I don't know what it is about it. Again, I haven't been I didn't see this game live. Um but just about just about the Greek national team in general, it's just it's tough trying to break that wing rotation cuz he, he's too small to play as a big so just getting being able to crack that wing rotation is a little bit tougher, especially when there's guys with more experience on the team. Yeah, interesting note. This game we saw uh, Slocus made his debut. He had not played due to an injury so far. Uh, Constantinos, Slocus. And then Papiana is still out, but they're hoping he can be back pretty soon. Okay, it's good to hear. Like, Especially, yeah, when when Papianis comes back, you're going to have to force the Nasus to play as a wing because you're you're just not going to have any not have any spots to play as a big. Especially when Costas is balling. Yeah, it's been fun to watch Costas so far. He had a couple of really fun plays with Giannis early in this game, including one where he grabs a rebound and basically chucks a full court pass down to Giannis, and then Giannis dunks it over a Poland player. That I enjoyed. And also, uh, he caught a really fun alley-oop from Nick Kalathis. Um, like, Kalathis, for the faults you mostly, I'll say we, have with Nick Kalathis, threw a gorgeous, like, from mid-court alley-oop to Costas, who slammed it. Like, they're having fun with Costas playing. I, I still think, you know, it'll be good to get Papianis back, but for the Giannis slash Atetokounmpo fans out there, it is pretty cool to watch Costas play a lot of center and do a pretty good job, I think. Hey, if the Bucks need a backup big and Serge doesn't work out. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, they have a big guy on a two-way who I think is better, but Costas would be a really fun two-way. Yeah, if you can convert Mamu and then uh, get Costas on a two-way. The, the upside of Costas is like, a little undersized as a true five, but not that much. But got has some perimeter skills defensively. I think offensively, pretty raw, right? Yeah, a, like, a switchable big. Yeah, that's the that's the upside. And I think honestly, it's cool for him that he is embracing such a different role than the other bros. Yeah. 
No, like, that, that really is good. The, just the farthest from the other bros. For sure, for sure. Just like strictly being a role player, like a rim runner, that sort of thing. It's good. Like you, you have to star in your own role. That's how you get better. Exactly, and and just being a true center. Like not even Giannis really plays like this. But Costas is like you can tell the footwork has improved when he's working on the post, trying to get to the basket, and he's really gotten good at finding the right time in the right lane to get to the rim and like finish an oop or try and get a rebound. Like he's still a little small. I think he needs to body up more on the glass. I think he had like two rebounds in this game, but, um, you know, just fun to, to watch him play. He did have four steals though, uh, which shows he was getting active in passing lanes and on the perimeter An intriguing player. And I hope we do see him, you know, whether it's the bucks or somebody else come back to the NBA or G league at some point. I'd like to see more of him after this. I went in with no expectation for Costas, and I'd say I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen so far. Hey, that's good. We The Bucks have to get the full collection at some point, right? Why not? Like, you just have to. I I don't maybe see it's a, maybe, maybe it's in like four years when Giannis is up for a new contract. Yeah, right. I wouldn't hate it. If he resigns, like, I'm down. Keep him out of Chicago. Yeah, I'm down. He loves the Bulls, apparently. Did yeah, you see that clip? I did. What is, what, was, what is your take? I think Giannis is a very smart man. Well, just like I, I always think that he's he got to pay tribute to the greats, which we know he loves doing. He talked about you know Jordan playing there and everything. I feel like he just he likes to spice it up and he likes to not let anybody get too complacent in his life. Yeah, exactly. The Bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Like you you can't let you can't give the Bucks like a false sense of security. It's like you you got to keep doing this thing cuz you know, I could always leave. Which I I don't like let me say up front, I don't think Giannis is going to leave. No. But you have to remind you have to remind the Bucks that you could. Chicago. No. You have to remind the Bucks that you could though. And yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't He's think not it's going great. to Chicago. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. Honestly, I think it's been kind of obvious all along. Although they, they always are in the market for and don't get players. But Dallas is the boogeyman for me. Just because of Luka. Nothing else about the organization. No, absolutely not. But it's not an overly big market. And I don't think he wants to play in L.A. ever. But it's just like... Go play with Luca and anyone else. Literally anyone else rounds out the roster. They're going to have a chance every single year. See, now Milwaukee is the boogeyman for Dallas. Why don't we flip the narrative, Todd? Luca doesn't give these fun sound lights. That's why. I know, but we need we need to be the we need to be the change we want to see in the world, Todd. We're we also, need to start start making the other markets suffer. Don't I don't want to hear any ifs, ands, or buts. Luca is coming to Milwaukee. He's going to no, demand a trade. No, you know what? I don't want to do that because I make fun of Raptors fans for doing this because they cried about the Kawhi Clippers thing and then turned around the next year and lusted after Giannis. Make up your mind. Do you want players to be recruited or not? I don't know. Didn't we Could- say like two pods ago that we're good with Canada now? I'm just calling out <laughs> something that happened. <laughs> That's fair. It wasn't me, Toronto, this time. Just letting you know. Maybe this will be I do, Though I do agree with Ty. You no, know, no, you know what? I'm sticking up with Ty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Well, I don't know if you are, though, because I'm saying I don't want to try and... I, I don't want to be the down bad fan base that's like pushes fingers together. Luca, Luca, please come to Milwaukee. We need you. We don't. We'll be fine. Oh, no, no, no. We don't need him. And that's the point. Well, then don't I, – I don't know. I just – I don't get with the recruiting that much because we have a guy. I don't Dallas, think we need another. Dallas – do you think Dallas needs Giannis? No. Well, yes. I do actually. That's fair. I do. I, I, you always you always need the best player in the world. Yeah. I mean yeah. I, they, they're going to need somebody. I don't think they have enough. And I know they no, feel they great don't. because the Suns are just a destitute franchise at this point. Just ask Shams. <laughs> Champs. No, did you did you uh, did you see that schedule leak that he no. did? It was just like because uh, they were doing random games. All the newsmakers were doing random yeah. games. It's like after a devastating blowout, bludgeoning loss <laughs> in Game Seven to the to the Dallas Mavericks, the those two teams face off. It's like 
Well, Shams, you didn't you didn't need to do that. Yeah, it's going a little far, even for me, Shams. <laughs> after after uh, Phoenix watched Dallas get their uh, have their first board sacrificed <laughs> yeah, right? in like, Game what Seven. What are we doing? Uh, yeah. Do you think? Uh, do we move on to schedule talk? Um, I think so. Or do you have any other thoughts on the Greek national team? I'm just excited. You know, I, I think really I, I'm excited for, and I don't know if we'll get it. It depends if he plays versus Georgia or not. Like I would expect if Giannis plays, they have a, a fairly easy time with Georgia. It seems to me they are having the very Bucks issues of A, they play with their food. Like they were up huge over Poland. Giannis checks out and they let Poland get right back in the game. And the other issue is, again, very Bucks. Giannis checks out, and they're just a dumpster fire. Like, they have some going on. But against Poland and Spain, both in the games he played and the one game he didn't, they look, like, way worse. And, of course, they do at a certain point, right? Like, Giannis is that guy. But, like, they kind of fall apart. So, you know, I, I don't know if we'll get to see him play against Turkey and Georgia. But I need to see this team play a tougher opponent. And we might not get it until they get Serbia. Was that next week or two weeks from now or something? I think it's two weeks. Yeah. Um, they have, is it Poland again? World Cup qualifiers? I don't, I don't remember. They played two games. One is a worse team. One is Serbia. And that's the game. That one I'm very excited for. Like Giannis, Jokic. Jokic has more experience overseas than Giannis, I believe. And I think has been better until this year overall there. But that's going to be a fun game against a very good team. And Turkey would be interesting, but again, we'll see if Giannis plays. That would be the third game in three days in the Acropolis tournament. Yeah, just just a wait and see. My prediction is that Giannis misses tomorrow, Thursday's game, and then plays Friday's game. Sucks but if he we'll doesn't see. get to play Mamu, though. I know, I know. Now we can just, like, jeer him from the sidelines. Yeah, although I wonder, I wonder, are they less concerned if you think about it from a strategic standpoint for just this tournament do you punt slash maybe win the georgia game knowing they already lost a game and then if you beat turkey i imagine you i guess it depends on what else happens with georgia yeah i think it's a it's a it's a wait and see it's a wait and see yeah, I don't know how that would end. I guess it would depend. And you'd assume Georgia beats Poland. So then maybe Georgia wins on the tiebreaker with Greece. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the format very well. I'll have to ask Eugene about this later. Yeah. Make sure you follow Eugene on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Um, At Eugene, uh, C-H-O-U-R-S-O-U. Yes. Let me pull it up to be sure. No, it yeah, is. Not. I nailed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... The big news of today, aside from Giannis, who's yeah. the biggest news always, is that the NBA released their schedule after the aforementioned individual game leaks that, I don't know, did did you, like, here's my question. Did those newsbreakers have to, like, did, when they text the league office, did they have to be like, okay, I need a, sp- like, the league office required, like, okay, what matchup do you want to know? You have to give me something fun. We're not going to give you anything random. I think they come you have from to give teams. me something fun. I think they come from teams. That's fair. Or whoever it is. I, I think the teams have some ideas. I, yeah, I so know, they can actually. prepare. They so they can make. Thing. So yeah, so they can make TikToks where they tear uh, piece, pieces That's of true. paper away from the wall. So they do. Did you? That's what the, did you see what the Bucks did? No. Is that what they it's did? So, they just tore yeah. pieces. Of, oh it's so so bad. It's so bad. Did you see? I think it was like the Lions schedule reveal. So good. Even the Hawks this this season, I think it was Hawks, the Hawks. Hawks yeah. have a great digital team. Oh, it's incredible. No, but the Bucks one was just like tearing away a piece of paper. It shows a logo and it's like what the dates are. And there was only like six teams or something. <laughs> That's or seven. all people need. Yep. It started with the Cavs or something. The Thunder were in there. Ended with the Warriors. I don't what? know what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't great. The Thunder? Oh, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. But it was only like seventeen. I'm gonna watch the video. Talk about the schedule. I need to find this video and watch it. <laughs> I think the Bucks tweeted it up. Um, but yeah, the schedule was released. It was already it was already leaked that the uh, the Bucks would open their season on the road against the Philadelphia 76ers on October 20th, which is two days after the league gets started in general, uh, which is October 18th. 
Previously, we've seen the Bucks, you know, maybe be the marquee game to open up the season. But since, you know, they fell short in the playoffs this past season, they're not going to be one of those marquee games. So you open up against Philadelphia and then you get your longest homestand of the season. You get a six game homestand, which is their longest of the season. Pretty, pretty easy schedule here. Uh, one thing that the NBA has mentioned that they wanted to emphasize in this year's schedule was reducing travel. So they've done that. They, I think it was at least an average of 2,000 miles less travel per team uh, throughout the entire league, uh, which is good. You know, you're trying to, you know, preserve, you know, your, your body clock and all that fun stuff. And you're also reducing the amount of back-to-backs that teams have. Uh, I believe the Bucks have 12 back-to-backs this season, which is down from last season. Uh, so it's overall, it's a more it's a more efficient schedule. I think efficient's the right word. You play the same amount of games, same teams, whatever as usual, but you know you're you're being more conservative with your time and your travel needs. Did you watch the video time? Yeah, I'm watching it now. It's pretty bizarre. It's um, bad, isn't it? So the sound, it like it's using a viral sound on TikTok. So they they did a pyramid thing and they like dissed some of the teams on the bottom of the pyramid. And then like the, the upper pyramid teams were good. So the top is the Warriors. That makes sense, right? And then the next tier is the Celtics, which makes sense. And the Sixers, a team who has not been to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2001? Yep. This is the last time the Bucks were there before they, you know – Got good again, as some teams do. The and as those made, made two more, you know? <laughs> Sixers chose not to do for whatever reason. Uh, so I don't know why they're second tier. And then the bottom is the Raptors, which I think kind of playing with fire. The Cavs, yeah. which feels, again, a little little demeaning to me. And the Kings. Oh, the Thunder weren't on there. Is the why Kings the Kings? What? Every, everyone wants to know the two times they play the Kings top. The Bucks social media team is on it. Would the Bulls have just been too obvious? Yeah. Like, the actual, the, the rival fans care about regionally? The playoff matchup from last year? Yeah. It's not good. Why I told Kings? you, it's not good. Why I don't know, Ty. I don't know, Ty. Do they know how I feel about the Kevin Herter trade? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I like it, but I don't know. I don't understand the Kings. Be, whatever. Um, it's I, not I liked, good. I liked your thoughts on travel. Have you seen the positive residual uh, analytics for this schedule so far? I have not, actually. So I've got it pulled up here. Pretty interesting. The Bucks are pretty middle of the pack with rest advantage games. They have 10. So the worst off teams only have five. The best off teams have 14. So they're middle of the road there. But overall, schedule-wise, they are sixth in the NBA Actually, they're tied for fifth with the Cavs. The Timberwolves, Hawks, Jazz, Nuggets are the only team that have easier schedules according to, again, this is positive residual. So it looks at strength of schedule and everything else. Part of the reason I think the Bucks are so high despite not having rest advantage is they're pretty low on rest disadvantage. So they are eighth in turn, or no, excuse me, seventh in terms of the least rest disadvantage games. So to be clear, rest advantage is like you have an extra day of rest or more than your opponent, I believe. And then rest disadvantage is the obvious. I don't know if there's specifics on what exactly qualifies, um, but basically they're able to calculate without even looking that much at the teams, just like how much of you know the, the schedule layout itself is difficult or not from the Bucks. And to compound on that, I actually went through and looked at all the back-to-backs I found on the schedule. And it seems like the Bucks should have a pretty easy path outside of two months of the season. I thought this was kind of incredible. So I mentioned earlier they have 12 total back-to-backs. Seven of the 12 are in January and March. No other month they have more than one. And these are two games, obviously. So it's 24 games total. Um, but October, November, December, one each. So six total I guess the first game doesn't matter, right? Three total, second game of a back-to-back in the first three months. Three in January, one in February, four in March, one in April. That March part of the schedule is definitely like the grinded out portion for Milwaukee. Which, and that's when you want it, right? You don't want it to happen uh, in like December or anything. You want it to happen after the trade deadline, 
when you're getting your team fully suited up and ready for the playoffs, you want to be able to see those tough matchups. You want to be able to see how this team responds to a grind. You need to get that practice in before the actual playoffs show up. So I think that's a good aspect of the Bucks' schedule. And like you mentioned, uh, just the back-to-backs, not uh, sort of, you know, they're they're sort of congested into those two months. Whatever. You're not going to have back-to-backs in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm just obviously I think there's going to be some punt games in those. those yeah, and, and that's good. In January, that's fine. The Bucks yeah. punt January every year anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of a uh, lot of uh, Thanasis games, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I think uh, it'll assuming be, full health forever. Well, also. that's the other thing about it being more backloaded. I know people have tweeted like their first 25 games. I think 20 are teams who were playing or worse last year and like 17 of them are at home. I think that might've been Eric name. Excuse me if it was someone else who tweeted that. Um, But regardless, pretty easy just to look like they started on the road against Philly, not on opening night. And then literally the rest of the month they're at home, like all of October. They don't leave. It's the, it's the longest home stretch of the season. Yeah. Which is extra advantageous for Milwaukee who may be welcoming Chris Middleton back slower and won't have Joe Ingles. So you're talking about a more rest advantage, less back-to-back stretch early. And then hopefully you can work in – well, Chris should be well back, but uh, knock on wood there. Yeah. Uh, But hopefully you can work back Ingles. And and maybe there's – maybe it's almost good too to have all those back-to-backs in like the months after you're getting him back hopefully because, you know, okay, we're going to give Chris the night off. Joe Ingles, you get to start. Like you get to play 20 minutes and really get used to playing with Giannis, playing with Brooke, etc. How does Beauchamp look? Yeah, you know, yeah, he's going to get some run in those games for sure. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. So here's the I think I think I identified the hardest part of the schedule, and I know March in general I think is, but specifically, and I know early I think January there is a Lakers Clippers back to back both on the road. That's pretty tough, especially because I think Clippers are game two. Like if they're healthy, that we might see the Bucks punt in LA against the Clippers, which I think we also saw last year. Or was that a Milwaukee game? The game that Batum scored like ninety points. I oh yeah, I think that was in Milwaukee. Oh maybe. Or wait, or was that Rocco? It was Rocco. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. That was in Milwaukee. That was in Milwaukee. Uh, but yeah, that that double LA back to back is February 9th and 10th. February, that's when. So that's the one February back to back. So outside of that, that one stretch should be a pretty manageable part of the schedule. But here's the West Coast, the the March part. At Warriors, and then I think one day off or maybe two at Kings Suns back to back. So the Kings part not that important, but Suns in Phoenix on the second night of a back to back. That's a hard place to win. Then they come home for two games, not that bad, Pacers and Raptors. Then back out west for another back-to-back, Jazz Nuggets. Again, at Nuggets, second game of back-to-back. So those, when you look at the schedule, I think... You, the, you, punt, you punt the Jazz game. I think you punt Jazz and Kings, probably. So those are the, both the first half of second of back-to-backs against really good teams. And it's, it's going to be hard to punt them. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Especially if the, the Jazz do trade Mitchell, which I think they will. The which Kings, they, the Kings, I mean, come the on. The Kings might be decent. Utah was scheduled four national TV games. They're trading Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) Everyone knows this. Yeah. No, I I agree with you on that. But no, I think generally um, those are going to be tough games, though. Because you're not going to sit everyone. There's going to be some fatigue there. And those are just hard places to win generally. For sure. We saw the Bucs finally break their, what was it, 17-year stretch of not winning in Utah last season? Ridiculous. It's a hard place to win, apparently, for the Bucs. Shouldn't be anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. You never Who know. knows? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, so I know we took questions on our on – our Oh, before, before we do that, what do you though, got? What do you got? I just have a couple more stats about this. Yeah, yeah. So the Bucs have the sixth high – tied for sixth in terms of national TV games with 32. Uh, They're behind – Is that counting NBA TV? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So the Warriors have 42. The Lakers have 39. Makes Both of those make sense. Obviously, like You can say what you want about the Lakers. They're going to get however many national TV games. Boston has 37. Makes sense. Philly, 34. Doesn't make sense. Phoenix, 34. Whatever. And then Milwaukee and the Clippers are tied to 32. In Phoenix that. more than the Bucks is stupid, but I think the reason is West Coast. 
They're yeah. just they need enough teams. Although you do have Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors. They shouldn't be that. I don't know. No, the Sixers. Come on. At least they they have. It's fine, I guess. I think the Bucks should have more, but yeah, they should. Did you, did you hear those four teams with no ESPN slash ABC games? Oh, who are they? Uh, let Can me guess. guess. Yeah. Orlando. Correct. Top pick in the in- draft. Yeah. Indy? No. Indy? Huh. Utah? Yes. I got two of them. By far, they have a better record than any two of the other three combined last year. I know we know it's not going to carry over, but it is Detroit? kind of funny. Correct, yes, that's third. Uh, and I haven't named the team you're thinking of that you were just hinting at, right? No, I was going to say Utah has more wins than either of the other. Oh, either, gotcha, gotcha. Like either two of the other three combined last year. Uh, oh, Thunder. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's easy to guess those. <laughs> It is kind of I, I think Utah is most justifiable. Yeah, I think I think Detroit deserves some more love. I, I think, think the Pistons are gonna be fun. I th- OKC is gonna be fun. Orlando, you have the number one pick. Come on. Yeah, I think the number one pick having a, a number one pick who's not like Fultz in one of the last two drafts, you should get at least a game for that player. I think Yeah, and so we're like, not we're not asking for ABC games. Like Well, we are asking for ESPN? ABC or ESPN. That's yeah, no, we're a, we're asking for ESPN, not yeah. ABC. ABC is the marquee. Are they not sometimes broadcast on both? Or does it depend? Maybe. I, don't I think know. it depends. Yeah. But ABC games are ridiculous. Like, those are the highest tier games. I mean, they could. I don't. They might have TNT games. I guess that's not listed on here. Yeah. This but e- came ESPN. from ESPN. So that's yeah, why just, it's. Just, yeah. just give ESPN, like, at least give them, like, a game against a good team. Or, I mean, you could knock out two in one night as well. No one's going to watch that. Put it before like Bucks Warriors or something. I think they no, should I, do that. I actually think that would be more fun. It's not. It's not. That's no. That's no, not. That's, that's not more. I fun. think if you try and split the difference, then you just get a game that sucks. I mean, like, what what is a game between Detroit and OKC going to look like? No, you do Detroit or Utah. Orlando, Detroit or Orlando. Utah. Utah doesn't need to be there. Detroit Orlando. Then okay, you that's do fair. Cade versus Paolo. And that's, Paolo, yeah. that's something. Yeah. Okay, that's that's solid. That's, that's the solid. game. I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very high on the Pistons, by the way. I don't know why. To be good this year, we need to do our. We should do an over unders pot if we don't do division. We should. That'll be fun. Uh, we we should. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just I'm very high on Cade. Yeah, I like Cade. And a lot. just the foundation they have there. He went like first. Beats do everyone last Vis- Vicini's redraft, which is saying a lot for that class. Yeah, when you have Mobley, you have Jalen Green, Barnes. Scotty Barnes, you know. Yeah. Ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm super, super high on Cade. Uh, but that's enough Pistons talk for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the schedule itself. The NBA has done more, uh, like, baseball-style series, like two in a I row against this. the same team. So I think it's 55 in total across the league this year, Did you which see- is up up from 23 uh, last year. The Bucks had three of them. We got the worst one possible. We have Detroit. That's we fun. have Washington. Uh, th- those are both at home, and then we have Miami on the road. What a terrible! They want the Bucks to lose these two games a Thursday and a Saturday. Do you know what it's like to spend Thursday through Saturday, probably Sunday, in Miami as an NBA player? They don't play until Monday. It's tough. And especially the, the the second game, the Saturday game, is a noon game oh, on ABC. <laughs> Why would they do that to us? Why are they playing a noon game on Saturday? Because you got to put it on ABC. What? I figured that would be a Sunday. No, that's when they do their Saturday showcase and stuff. Oh, I don't like the Saturday. It's showcase. bad. It's bad. It's now, not good. Here's the thing. No day games. No, there's no need. Though, though Giannis has gotten better ever since he became a dad. He has. I just think in general, day games are just, it, it doesn't have the same energy to me. No, because everyone's off their rhythm. I think the earliest a game should be is like, I don't know, I guess Christmas you kind of have to, I don't know. I think you probably need some level of day games. Does it have to be the second game in a row in Miami though? That's just, it's just mean. Can I bet that's, the under now? Yeah. 
<laughs> I wish. You probably can. Yeah, you probably can these days. Not in Wisconsin. No. Uh, no. Can we fix that, Tony? Someone get Tony. I Evers think you can. There. You can do it at Pato, can't you? You can, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you told me that. <laughs> I might have. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that's a brutal one. Yeah, the, the other ones are fine. That's that's awful. Yeah, like Detroit back to back, Washington back to back. Chris going to go for fifty in the Washington game. One of them, I hope. Chris, a hundred points in two games. Yeah, if he does that, I will get a Chris Middleton tattoo. Even if you're on the road for those other games, I wouldn't mind it that much. But the, having the only road, like what is it, home and home or whatever, be Miami is just like I don't like it. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, though Miami might suck. Who knows? Not not enough for the Miami nightlife to not matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a real thing. Ever since I saw Plum Plum Dog, I was gonna there. say, I was, yeah. I was gonna say, let's not sign Miles Plumley to a ten day or something. <laughs> Greg Monroe, sorry man, you can't be there for that stretch. Yeah, we Chris is gonna be. Uh, What's OJ Mayo? To, Chris is what, gonna be. Where's, where's Juice? Where's Juice? <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get to the, let's get to the listener. Uh, well, I want to so. do first, so I've got some data. Okay. So we 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 pulled our text line, and you can get into this and be ready for future stuff. Text GSPN to 31032. Ask them what matchup they're most looking forward to. So what get, what team in particular, not knowing what the schedule would actually be yet. But I want to ask you first, Rohan, what are you most looking forward to? What team, I should say, are you most looking forward to the Bucks playing? Oh, this is a tough one because I, I could go with the obvious answer. And uh, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the grain. I'm going to go... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Miami. Oh, why Miami? Because they they've always been a tough matchup for Milwaukee, and they've sort of been the barometer for how good Milwaukee can be. Because it's like if you can if you can execute at the highest level against Miami, this is a compliment to Miami. But sorry, I dissed you a little bit ago. <laughs> I'm gonna compliment you now. So hopefully you stayed and listened. Uh, <laughs> like they they're so disciplined, they execute everything so well that. If you can do well against Miami, especially in a regular season game, I think the playoffs are a different story. But in the regular season, that shows that you're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, the Bucks play the Heat, that the series we talked about, January 12th and 14th, and then host them twice. So this is one of the Eastern Conference teams they will see four times. Saturday, February 4th in Milwaukee, and Friday, February 24th. So four games against the Heat. Hopefully three that are at least at least solid. Uh, I think that's a good call. I I don't know why exactly. I I really couldn't tell you. Maybe it's just like the reigning champ mystique. I'm excited to see them play the Warriors. I think it's been usually weird kind of games when they play that, that team, and could well be the team coming out of the West again this year. I mean, I don't know if I would bet on that, but I think they're certainly in position. I think the so. the betting favorites should probably be the Clippers. I don't know if you can make that. I think they are, but there's a lot of risk there. There is, but there's also a lot of upside. That's true. Um, the Warriors come to town pretty early, December 13th. They're in Milwaukee. And then Saturday, March 11th is the game in Golden State. Thankfully, not the second night of a back-to-back, although the Bucks do play at home two days before. So that's, that's not bad. That, that's yeah, should, we, that we should haven't be seen- a good one. We haven't seen a full strength Bucks Warriors, excuse me, since probably the KD days. Well, they were pretty. What What was the game where they face guarded Clay or Steph and Clay went off? The Bucks were decently healthy, but I think down That's, one yeah. of the big three. Yeah, I think so. I think they were down either Chris or Drew. But Draymond might have been out. I don't remember now. Yeah, and Draymond was out. Like full, full strength teams yeah. we have not seen since the KD days. Yeah. And we saw it was like one of the earliest games of the season. It was the first season under Bud, I believe. And the Bucks, uh, they just trounced them in in Oracle at the time. It wasn't Chase Center yet. It was still Oracle. Yeah. Um, I remember and I, I, that ju- game. I just remember the the Giannis post game interview. I think I forget who was asking the question. I think it might was it Malika? Maybe. Uh, who was asking the like the post game questions uh, on the court? It's like, what is what does this game mean to you guys? Like as a statement, and Giannis is like, it means we've arrived. And I was oh. like, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, because it was an early game in the new Bud era, and it's just 
It was it was fantastic. That game will always stay in my heart. I think KD got ejected from that game. Oh, I think um, you're right. Because he kept on fouling Giannis and then got mad about it. <laughs> that was an awesome that was an all-time regular season Bucks game. Yeah. Giannis first Giannis MVP year. Yeah. Different time. Different energy in, in any regular season game back then. Yeah. So that's a good call. Warriors are always fun. Steph versus Giannis always fun. Uh Steph to Milwaukee, please. And uh but yeah, the Sixers also. I know I've I've said some bad stuff about them deservedly. Yeah. Uh win, win two playoff series. Try that for once. Uh see what happens. Not that hard. Uh yeah. Come on. The Bucks have done that two times in four years. The they haven't done it once Bucks, in twenty. The Bucks get them four times as well. The 76ers this season. Obviously get the Warriors twice. The first game of the year, as we knew, in Philly. Then the next month, also in Philly, on ESPN, Friday, November 18th, the Bucks play the Sixers. Then in Milwaukee, Saturday, March 4th, on ABC. A lot of all four, no, three out of the four nationally televised games against Philly this year. Sunday, April 2, Sunday night, the Sixers are in town to play the Bucks. So first two on the road and then at home versus Philly. Unsurprisingly, as you alluded to earlier, the most voted for team in our little poll. And honestly, the only team to get more than one vote, it was a bunch of one-offs besides a bunch of votes for the Boston Celtics. Everyone wants revenge. Everyone wants the rematch. The Bucks played the Celtics three times. Christmas, as we knew, in Boston. Milwaukee on... Which doesn't overlap with the Packers, by the way. Yes, I almost forgot to say that on a pod. Packers play at noon in Miami. Bucks play at 4 p.m. Central in Boston. They're not the early game. I, we should take it back. The Knicks saved Christmas. Because if it wasn't for the Knicks, the Bucks definitely would be the early game. Maybe the Nets if they'd given them one, as I suggested. But no, the Knicks, the Knicks saved Christmas. There we go. But sorry, continue with the matchups. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, February 14th, right? Valentine's Day? Yeah. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Central in Milwaukee. So, you know, if you're single and looking to mingle, no better place than Bucks Celtics in Pfizer Forum. I don't know if that's – don't hit on what? people. Don't hit on people in basketball games. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just I, it just – it seemed like a tie-in. You don't be a creep at Pfizer or anywhere for that matter. Wait a second. <laughs> So you think Valentine's Day is a single and ready to mingle type day? Well, no, if it's like, no, no, no. It's like, you know, if you're, I, I guess it could be a couples event too. Yeah, that's what you should say it is. <laughs> well, I just thought, I mean, I'm not going to be clear, but I, I, I don't know. That you know of yet. You haven't bought tickets. Oh, well, yeah. I just, I don't, I, I mean, I can control if I don't. I know. Theoretically. But you might in the future. Okay, geez. Gonna, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here. March 30th, a Thursday, the Celtics are always in t- also in town to two home games. I thought of it more as like, you know, meet someone and bond with them. You're both sad about not doing a Valentine's Day event on Valentine's Day. Go to Fiserv. Just go there and be happy to be alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 fine. That's a good message. Yeah. You know, you do you. If, if watching Bucks basketball makes you happy, go watch Bucks basketball. That's right. Do what makes you happy in life, everyone. As long as it's not at the expense of others. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Boston. So Boston. it's it's a very it's a very good matchup. Like you said, everyone wants revenge. I think we just want to see Chris go off against the Celtics. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty cool. They don't play them until Christmas. Both of the other games are after Christmas, so we should have a pretty healthy Bucks team. Maybe not Ingles by that first one, but uh, we do have a lot of games against the top teams in the East in the second half of the year, which I think is good for the Bucks, given Ingles and Middleton. Yeah, are the Bucks three and one on Christmas? Yeah, though they this, lost the this terrible era? Sixers game. They yeah. barely when, beat. No, that was the that was the Sixers championship, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best the best thing that happened to the Sixers in a long time. Uh but yeah, they, they beat the Celtics last year. They yep. beat the Warriors two seasons ago. Yeah, kind of a three seasons kind ago. of a bad game, right? And that then, was kind of boring, wasn't it? And then they beat the Knicks their first year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have they only played four? Uh yeah, because that's how long Bud's been there. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Or did they play beforehand? Whatever. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, tweet me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, the Celtics, obviously, you want to be able to get revenge. You lose to them in the postseason last year. 
if we can see a fully healthy Buck squad against a fully healthy Celtic squad, I guess I mean truly the it would it would be the best spot to get revenge would be the postseason. But if that doesn't happen, might as well show it off in the regular season. We know that the Bucks hold grudges. Uh, a lot of their players hold grudges. They're spiteful. I envy that about them. Not envy. Uh, I respect that about them. Uh, is that <laughs> is that they hold a grudge so bad? I'm saying some. I'm going off the rails. It here. could be worse. You uh, could have told people to mingle at a Bucks game. Yes. <laughs> if you're single and ready to mingle, uh, Bucks Celtics, uh, February 14th. You're, you're right that they did not play in the last kid year. They played in the in the the Bud years only. Okay. Cool. So they beat the Knicks. They beat the uh, Warriors. Warriors. State. Yeah, and then lost to the Sixers. Correct. Yeah. So three and one in Christmas in the Giannis era. Uh, which is pretty good. So let's make it four and one this year. But yeah, like we like we started the, like the listeners they really want to see Boston, and it's understandable. Yeah, I do too. I'm excited for that one. Me too. Even if it's um, looking like KD may not be there, still will be fun to uh, to see that game. Yeah, we got a couple Eastern Conference final preview predictions as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from our text line. Uh, we got uh, a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals: Bucks at Cavs. Uh, sure, Shout I'm not gonna. Out, uh, I'm not gonna hate on could anyone. Be, could be one of a few Cavs fans who are listen yeah. to <laughs> slash friend of the show, but they play the Cavs twice in November, uh, so pretty early in the year. Host Cleveland on November 16th, and again on November 25th, and then the Bucks will be in Cleveland December 21st and January 21st uh, in. You know what they call it? Romo Rock. Fieldhouse. Ro- what? Rocket Mortgage. They call oh it the Romo. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I just think of Tony Romo. Spiritual successor for the uh, the BMO. Oh, I didn't even think about that. There you go. So it's going to be a cursed building? It might be. I mean, it's named after Rocket Mortgage. so That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their previous stadium is quick. I mean, name. It's the same stadium. It's quick and loans. Well, yeah. They it's, want a it's title. They rebranded, there. right? Isn't it all yeah. Dan Gilbert's? Yeah. I mean, scams? quick and loans is the parent company. Yeah. And Rocket Mortgage is a subsidiary. So, same company. It's still all Dan Gilbert. Yeah. Dan the uh, man. Sure. No, uh, really. got. That's not yeah. what I believe. <laughs> so I said sure and was moving along. All right. Uh, Bucks Hornets, uh, another preview prediction. Tough to uh, figure out who that one came from, yeah. even though they didn't sign it. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, Bulls. Some, that's a, that's a, a good draw. one. Yeah, with a draw. Not as bad as it used to be, but it's still yeah. there. Uh, the Bulls, uh, like we mentioned up top, uh, or earlier, I should say. You know, the Bulls, like, sure, they it wasn't it didn't feel like at the playoffs, but it was a playoff series. Uh, it hey, did happen. You're hurting your Grayson Allen, your pro Grayson Allen case. Those hey, were, I said it was a playoff series. Heated playoff games with playoff intensity, according to Rohan Cotty. <laughs> I said they were playoff games, and I am okay. not wrong. All right. Okay. Um, so that was another one. I mean, sure, like the, the border battle is always fun in that regard. Yeah, those, um, are, those are spread out throughout the year. We're just not going to read Hornets. Sorry, no one cares about you, Andrew. Uh, November 23rd <laughs> in Milwaukee. December 28th, the first game after Christmas in Chicago, February 16th in Chicago, and near the end of the year, Wednesday, April 5th in Milwaukee are the Bulls games. Mm. It'll it'll be good matchups nonetheless. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, Nuggets. We got, uh, who was this? Logan said uh, Nuggets is an interesting one, especially if it can come after an interesting and intense Eurobasket matchup. That we mentioned up top, and that's that's not going to be Eurobasket. It's going to be. Oh, it could be Eurobasket. Yeah, uh, but, but it's, uh, guaranteed to be world. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed to be World Cup qualifiers, and it pro- it might end up being a Eurobasket matchup. Uh, that'll be fun. It's always good to see uh, Giannis versus Jokic, like two of the t- top three players in the league. Yeah, uh, just going at it. It's fun. It's always fun. Hopefully, Jokic doesn't get a triple double before halftime this time. Hopefully, Jokic plays in the game in Milwaukee on Jan twenty five because the other one is that pretty tough back to back I mentioned in Denver uh, in late March. Do you know what they call the Pacers Stadium now? Some field house, isn't it? Yeah, it's a field house, but you got to get the rest. I know it used to be a different. It's a new field house, a new name. I, I'm not going to get it. Just tell me. 
Gainbridge Field House. What? Yeah. Oh, what even is that? Probably I, the last one I think was an insurance thing, so maybe it's that. Do you know what sure. Miami is now? Oh, uh, you, it's FTX, right? FTX. Right? At least for now, it is. Yes. <laughs> At least for same with the Lakers yeah. and the Clippers. Yep. Um, I don't know if any of the others are are surprising, but I'll I'll keep looking. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the Nuggets that'll be a fun matchup for sure. We also have Bucks versus Pelicans. The opportunity to watch two generational talents. With Giannis and Herb Jones is legendary. You know, I, I love me some Herb Jones. Yeah, that's all I'll say. I'm, I'm not okay going to disrespect anyone. No, you're not high on Herb. No, I'm, I'm relatively. I just think we do this every couple of years, where it's like some guy who projects to be a good role player when he probably shouldn't be, and it's like everyone just gets caught up, and it goes from like, oh wow, that's a great draft pick. He's a good NBA player. NB- NBA hipster pick. Yeah, it's just like the, it, the people get too high. And so it's like, God, I, would I trade Herb Jones for Brad Beal? I'm not sure. It's like, yeah, you probably should. He's a good player. He's, come on. There's just, I don't it's know. Like, it's like, I'm not comparing the two, but like the Tybal hype like two no. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Herb yeah. Tybal's like this generate. I, Herb can do much more with the ball than yeah. Tybal, which yeah, is yeah. zero. He can't do anything with the ball. Uh, but Doesn't in terms take of like, any shots, some would say. Some would say. Some uh, would maybe say. you should take some more shots, Matisse. At least uh, two. Yep, at least two. About three. Go for three. Yeah. He doesn't like going for threes. That's true. He doesn't like doing that. Uh, but yeah. Sorry sorry to Herb Jones, but I don't no, know. It's like the, Pel- the Pelican. It's obviously Giannis versus Zion is the draw there, which yeah. is going to be fun. Assuming Zion plays. Uh, but Giannis versus Zion is always fun. I remember last season. When they those two first played, Zion tried to like yam it on him. Giannis like, no, like what are you doing? Like Giannis, Giannis loves uh, just like playing against like new players in the league, like rookies, and just absolutely sunning them. Oh, he yeah. loves it. Oh yeah, and I, I love watching it. Well, I think it's because he went through that for like years. Yeah, Giannis had a lot of welcome to the NBA moments in the early days. I think he enjoys giving a few out too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, I, it's just so funny. I remember, yeah, Zion just tried to go for, like, a fast break dunk. Giannis like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, don't don't try this. This is my league. It's not your league. It's my league. Exactly. I think you put in this last one. Oh. One more. One, one last answer. One unique answer. Uh, what matchup are you most looking forward to? Quote, looking forward to the last game of the season for another Thanasty Masterclass. It wasn't me, but whoever said that has great taste. Game 82, baby. We know it's going to be. It's, see, it's not even going to be game 82. We're going to have some January games in there. We're going to have some February games in there. Maybe some March games if they give some uh, give some rest. Oh, man. Uh, it's in Toronto. Or Toronto. Let me sound like a local. Oh, Toronto. No. Oh, yes. If, it's at noon. Well, the last game of the oh, year. Oh yes, that, this is this is prime Thanasis time. I'm like you can't see that. I'm I was literally rubbing my hands together, and you, it wasn't even for the video because no one could see it. Uh, but that's that's prime Thanasty time, man. I'm ready. Maybe, I'm so ready. Maybe do we fast fans, forward to there right now? Maybe Raps fans will be uh, recruiting Ta after that game. Oh, they're gonna have to because he's gonna destroy them. They recruited Giannis. They failed. They recruited Alex successfully. Now they can go for TA after that. Maybe, maybe coast. And then Alex too. still ends up with the buck. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Sorry, Toronto. Yeah. I feel like we've lost any goodwill we made up in this episode. I like your young players. There. We can move on. That's enough. Scotty's good. Yeah. Cool. There's no Herb uh, Jones, but that's, that's a good comp. That's, I feel like I hear more about Herb. That is true. Scotty I mean, her rookie of the year in an insane class. I don't know. Her, Herb's got it though. Yeah, the people are gonna say I'm a Herb hater. I'm not. Good player. It's just always. You wouldn't the say you're, you wouldn't say you're you're getting high on Herb. You wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't. Would not say that. Not in Wisconsin. You're not stashing um, the Herb. Love. The stock. The Herb stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's stay on brand. Yeah, it's true. Uh, do we have any other schedule thoughts? 
I'm excited for another season. It feels like we yeah, just wrapped one up. We got Greece. It does not feel like that to me. It's been really? forever. No. I think all the other stuff happening has kept it alive for me. No, I, I am in prime bucks withdrawal already. That's good. Got Brewers that's, to watch. Packers true. starting up. Yeah, for sure. A lot of seasons. But also, I want, I want the Bucks. Oh, yeah. That's the good one. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Packers are the good one. And Brewers. Made yeah. A Cinderella run here. But the Bucks, you know, give, give it all, all. All seasons being equal in terms of success. You know, we're, we're defaulting Bucks. That's what we want. Oh, but it is, it's nice to change it up. That's not even a question. But I do miss it. Yeah. But it's, you know, I'm okay with it being two months away still as well. Yeah, that's fair. Let everyone rest up. Let's let Greece get a gold medal yep. uh, in Eurobasket. Uh, we'll be covering that uh, all throughout the Eurostep Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this to get that continued coverage. Like we mentioned up top, go check out Cruising for a Bruising. Do it. Uh, baseball season in full effect right now. So make sure you go listen to that. Adam and Andrew are doing great stuff, even though Andrew is a Hornets fan for now. Uh, <laughs> It is it is still worth listening to. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, make sure you rate and review wherever you can on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you subscribe at wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on YouTube, uh, subscribe. Make sure you leave a like, all that fun stuff. Uh, pod random. And oh, wait, no. Check out gspn.info. I forgot yeah. gspn.info. Never forget uh, gspn.info for all your Eurostep Podcast Network related needs, Rohan. How can I forget? That's where you can find <laughs> links to the store, GSPN yep. store, to our Substack, everything, all the pod feeds. That's how you get access to it. GSPN.info. It's truly pod random because, you know, you mix up the sentences. So uh, pod random again. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time.